0: This episode of Astronomy Cast is brought to you by Swinburne Astronomy Online, the world's longest running online astronomy degree program. Visit astronomy.swin.edu.au for more information.
1: Astronomy Cast, Episode 336 Units of Measure. Welcome to Astronomy Cast, our weekly facts-based journey through the cosmos, where we help you understand not only what we know, but how we know what we know. My name is Fraser Cain. I'm the publisher of Universe Today. And with me is Dr. Pamela Gay, a professor at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, and the director of CosmoQuest. Hey Pamela, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you doing, Fraser?
1: Good. Uh, now you have been you've been traveling. Uh, you've got more traveling coming in the future
0: unclear at this point i was at pensacon last week i contracted the creepy crawly flu i'm going to go to the doctor before i decide about getting on an airplane again right because because i i value my eardrums
1: right uh, now let's give a quick shout out to the upcoming cosmoquest Hangoutathon.
0: Yes. On April 26, 27, we are going to do 36 straight hours of astronomy goodness. Uh, We have a whole bunch of different things planned. We're still working on getting the confirmations in from everybody. So bear with us before we start announcing the schedule. But we wanted to let you know this is coming and you can watch us all slowly lose our minds in the name of science on April 26,
1: 27. It is always hilarious. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I know you're going to sequester me for a couple of hours. I'll be uh, happy to help out. So
0: Likely more than a couple of hours. Yikes.
1: Um all right. <laughs> go
0: for a few hours. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's get rolling with, this, with the show.
0: Okay. This episode of Astronomy Cast is brought to you by Eighth Light Inc. Eighth Light is an agile software development company. They craft beautiful applications that are durable and reliable. Eighth Light provides disciplined software leadership on demand and shares its expertise to make your project better. For more information, visit them online at www.eighthlight.com. Just remember that's www.thedigit8thlight.com. Drop them a note. Eighth Light, software is their craft.
1: So, uh, how heavy is a kilogram? How long is a second? How warm is a degree? We measure our universe in so many different ways using different units of measurement. But how do scientists come up with the measurement tools which are purely objective? Uh, All right, Pamela. So now I'm a Canadian. And so I think in metric. I fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, am also able to think in imperial most of the time. But there's one thing that I just can't think in, in imperial, which is temperature. Really? So, yeah, I, it is, I am incapable and I really, I try. And so someone goes, oh, it's like 70 degrees out. And I was like, what, what is this gibberish? I don't know what that Low means. Low 20s. I don't know what it means. I'm not even going to listen to you now because I, I don't want to find out. Um, so, you know, if, <laughs> if you say that it's minus 40, well, then I got some common ground. But, uh, but most of the case, I, I really, I actually have no idea. I don't know if it's warm, if it's cold. If a person says 100 degrees, I don't know, is that boiling water? I don't know. I don't
0: know. So, so I have to admit, temperature is one of those things that my brain gets broken with, because I deal so much with people like you who think in Celsius, and so much with well, my weather comes in imperial, sadly. And um, for whatever reason, my brain automatically switches to Celsius when it hits 32 degrees Fahrenheit and zero Celsius. So suddenly it's like if it's below freezing, it needs to be a negative number as far as my brain is concerned. And so I have this weird, I have to be careful what comes out of my mouth because the units may be randomized.
1: And units of measurement are a bugbear. I mean, if you've been, you know, going through high school, going through university, dragging units of measure along is awful. And that's how you lose your marks. Because you forgot to remember that it's meters per second squared or it's, I don't know, kilonewtons per arc second.
0: And and this is a really important thing because saying I'm going to get 12, what does that mean? I'm going to get 12 pies, 12 apples, $12, $12, $12,000. 12 Academy Awards, yeah. So, so the rule when I'm teaching is if you don't put units in, I automatically make it units of cow to amuse myself and write the word cow in and take off points.
1: So 12 cow, 13.6 cow.
0: It's always in units of cow. That's what my default unit is, cow.
1: Right. Um,
0: so what are the, I guess,
1: you know, could we boil the entire universe down into some basic measurements?
0: If you start with a unit of distance and a unit of mass and a unit of time. You can pretty much get everywhere else from there.
1: Wow. Okay. So what is the basic measurement for distance?
0: The basic measurement for distance is the meter. Right. This, this is an oddly defined unit because it was initially defined based on the distance between the earth's equator and the North pole. But, that, that's not entirely a constant number with plate tectonics and all that. So it was originally one ten millionth the distance from the Earth's equator to the North Pole, assuming sea level the entire time, and then it was realized that was silly, or at least not constant and really hard to work with. So it became the length of a path traveled by light in a vacuum during a time interval of one Over 299,792,458th of a second. And yes, I had to read that because I would get it wrong otherwise.
1: Right. Okay. So that sounds, I I sense some retconning here where where there, because that doesn't sound like a very precise number of seconds for light to be traveling or, you know, fractions of a second. So... You know why wouldn't it be like the amount light travels in, I don't know one one hundred thousandth of a second or one ten millionth of a second? Strange well, is such a weird number, right?
0: It, it was a matter of they started out with what they wanted to have as a basic unit, the the one ten millionth of the distance from the Earth's equator to the North Pole. that seemed nice. But when it was realized that that was problematic, they figured out, okay. So what can we do that's a round number and pretty close and doesn't change things up too much? And in the process of trying to come up with a repeatable definition that could be repeated in multiple laboratories, they ended up with this crazy fraction of a second.
1: Now, what's great about this is that it's based on a law of physics. It's based on on something that, y- you know, you could send a, well, okay, you could, I'm trying to think. If you send a message to the aliens, you said, we measure in meters. Here's how we measure meter. You'd have to tell them how we measure second. And you could also <laughs> tell them second because you could say, which we'll get to in, in shortly, that is also a basic measurement of, of the universe. And they could then have the exact same yardstick that we do, which is different if we say that we measure in the foot and the foot is about the size of a grown adult's foot, right? They would, they would have a problem with that or a yard or a mile or whatever. But if you say you know, light speed, however far light goes in this fraction of a second, then, then that never goes away that you never, you will never lose your original uh, yardstick because it's, it's light speed and you can always go back and just remeasure light.
0: And, and the convenient thing is that time seconds is also defined somewhat naturally. In this case, it's, it's a bit more complex It's defined as the duration of 9,192,631,770 periods of the radiation corresponding to the transition between the two hyperfine levels of the ground state of the cesium-133 atom.
1: Perfect. All right, let's just move on. That one's pretty straightforward. I think we all understand (laughs) that. Uh, No. (laughs) What?
0: So a lot of people misthink that that time is defined using how long it takes for a half-life to decay or occur or something else because they hear the word radiation that has nothing to do with this. Light has wavelengths. The wavelengths vary depending on the color of light. Different atomic transitions have distinct colors that correspond to that transition. So the energy needed for a hydrogen atom to go from two to three we see as um, bomber red. Um, In this case, in the cesium atom, in the ground state, there's a hyperfine transition which gets into all sorts of crazy quantum mechanics. But it's an energy transition. That's the key point. In 133 at a given temperature, in this case zero Kelvin, the, the radiation emitted, the color of light emitted, the amount of time it takes for nine billion yada, yada, yada periods to go by, that is defined as one second.
1: Right. So it is, the, it, is it is like the, the cesium atom is, isn't it, it's like it's oscillations, Right.
0: Well, it's it's the wavelength of the light emitted by this transition. So cesium undergoes a hyperfine transition, emits a photon, photon goes flying away. That photon has a given frequency. It has a given wavelength. So if you wait for nine billion yada, yada yada wavelengths to go past, the amount of time that it takes those wavelengths to go past, that, is is defined as the second
1: so now we've got our meters and we've got our seconds and these are as i mentioned we could we could email we could broadcast to the aliens and we could say you know cesium okay well cesium atom you know that atom that's on the periodic table of okay, you don't have a periodic table of elements but you know the one with that many protons okay that one uh, and then you know light, the speed light takes for that much time. Okay, great. And then we could translate, and they could have the same yardstick and they could be measuring the universe just like us. Yes. They could be they could be figuring out meters per second, meters per second square. They could be calculating parsecs, they could be doing all this kind of thing.
0: Parsecs, no.
1: Go in the arc second.
0: Because that's defined and off the, the planet Earth. Earth.
1: Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> light years. Um <laughs> But you're right. Yeah. <laughs> a parsec, they would need to know. But we could tell them the size of the planet Earth, and we could tell them the based in meters. I and mean, as you mentioned, like all this comes back down to, to meters and seconds. Yeah. So that's so those are two of those basic uh, measurements. Then what was the third?
0: Kilograms. Well, you have to have a unit of mass.
1: Yeah, you need to have a unit of mass.
0: And, and so pick a gram, pick a kilogram, doesn't really matter which one you pick. Here's where things get foobarred for lack of a better term. The kilogram is actually based off of a thing. Mm -hmm. So can't so much transmit that one to the aliens until we get intergalactic transporter technology.
1: So the kilogram is is a thing somewhere, right?
0: It is. There are multiple kilograms locked away in meteorological laboratories, kept under very precise conditions, Interestingly, if the proton does decay, these will gradually decay over time. Yep. Luckily, we haven't noticed the proton decaying, but there's other chemical things that is the reason they have to be so precisely maintained. Yeah, it's kind of problematic.
1: Right. So there are these, I guess there is like a, a chunk of metal, I don't know what's made out of, um, that is in like the International Weights and Measures place and it's kept yeah. in this it's kept in this really um pristine environment nobody ever touches it all they do is occasionally make copies of it and and weigh it and and that's
0: it and and the really annoying thing is this isn't what it was intended to be initially it it was planned that 1 cubic centimeter of water would weigh 1 gram and that's Easy. But the problem is that when they actually compared their standard of measure kilogram to weight of water, they got 1.000025. A liter of water weighed that instead of one kilogram, which was what was anticipated.
1: But couldn't we go back and just say, no, no, from here on out, a, liter of, a liter of water weighs a kilogram?
0: You would think that but but i suspect the reason and this is pure guesswork if you think about it so much of our monetary system is based on who has how much of this or that precious metal and so if you go and you redefine the kilogram which has been this wrong compared to liters of water amount for hundreds of years what do you do with the amount of gold in fort knox
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah. You just say it's a different number, and everyone agrees, and everyone just gets along, and we all just, you know, work together <laughs> with the new international standard. But
0: I but, agree with you. I agree with you. It seems like in in that many decimal places, we could just say deal. Define yeah. it off of water.
1: But I've heard that there are ideas that you could go back and try to to define the weight or the you know mass from again from the universe. Right, there are various ideas like, um, you know, detecting how strongly weight is pulled by the by gravity. Um, uh, you know, just count you're, the number of atoms. So, in your so, so, so you're
0: mixing nomenclature in the most charming of ways. Mm-hmm. Mass and weight are not the same thing,
1: right? I understand. I Understand, but if you know the ma- if you know the gravity of the place, then that could help you get back. And you know how hard it's being pulled. That c- you could calculate the mass, right?
0: Right so so mass is something that definitely should have a natural way to define it. And and this is where it was nice and convenient to say based on water at a given temperature filling a given volume that the volume is based off of naturally defined numbers that was a good way to do this. Yeah there's
1: going to be approximately the right number of of molecules of water in that liter. Exactly. Right. And again, we could tell the aliens, we could call the aliens and say, count up 42 quadrillion water atoms and you've got a liter or you've got a liter and that makes a kilogram.
0: And, and it could have been even done more simplistically by using something that took on a crystalline form so you didn't have to worry about pressure. As long as it's a solid nominally, it should be the same volume. Right. It's just not how they did it um okay so we've got our units of time we've got our units of
1: distance we've got our unit of mass what so how do how can we then derive things i mean i think about things like temperature
0: well temperature okay i forgot there's one more because i like to forget temperature
1: okay temperature
0: we can't get from those you're right um temperature is is another one that In this case, uh, Celsius, the units that we use, were defined off of the freezing point and boiling point of water at sea level under standard pressure. So there we have nice mathematically derived, divide it by 100 and you get the size of a degree, 0 to 100 based on a phase transition at a given pressure at a given
1: as a as a Canadian, I might note it's not oh it's it's not seawater; it's regular water. Yes. Yeah, at sea level, though, right? Um, right. So right, and so again, we could transmit that. We could say, take water, boil it; that's 100 degrees Celsius. Take water, freeze it; that's zero degrees Celsius. Feel free to break that up into 100 units. In between, we can talk the same language.
0: And and here the the catch starts to be that the the temperature that water boils and freezes is also dependent on the pressure that it's being exp- it, it's being held under but pressure something that we can get from force over area force has to do with mass and acceleration so all of that can go back to our original numbers. But this is where we start to get to everything's derived from everything else, and it starts to get a little bit messy. Ooh. How? Well, so force. This is the one that leaves most people who think in the imperial system completely fubart. We like to be confusing in imperial units here in the united states and the like five other planets five under five other places on the planet that use imperial units and we say things like i have a mass of 100 pounds which makes absolutely no sense because my weight is 100 pounds And that means that I have a mass that's in slugs. And personally, I don't want to think of my mass in terms of slugs. And so no one really uses... Banana slugs? Black slugs?
1: Which kind of slugs are we talking about here?
0: Banana slugs. Banana slugs, okay. Banana slugs.
1: Well, but But we have the same thing here, which is that my scale, I measure my weight in kilograms. And so if I try to explain to someone they're going to go to Mars, they're going to stand on the surface of Mars... Their weight on their scale here might say, you know, a kid say 50 kilograms and then they go to Mars and their weight is going to say whatever, 15 kilograms or whatever the percentage is. Yeah, so so
0: the thing is your weight isn't measured in kilograms. Your weight is measured in newtons. My scale says otherwise. Your scale has the wrong terminology. I know. Your scale is giving you your mass because it's taking into consideration the gravitational acceleration at sea level where your scale assumes that you are located.
1: Right. There's no Newton's button on my scale.
0: So so this, this is where we really square ourselves up with nomenclature. Mass which should be measured in kilograms or slugs, depending on which units you like, let's go with kilograms because no one wants to know their equivalent number of slugs. Your mass has to do with how easy it is to move you around. So if I were to plop you down in a wheeled chair that has completely frictionless wheels in a room where air resistance is not something I need to consider, I have to exert a certain amount of force to move you around I take you into outer space, have to exert force to move you around. That force is is what it takes to get you accelerated from zero to in motion. That has everything to do with your mass. Now, gravity on the planet Earth is trying to accelerate you through the floor. Luckily, the floor has a normal force that is pushing back up. So gravitational force down and normal force of floor, chair, whatever you're on, balances out so you're not actually accelerating downward. But your scale, because it has a spring in it, it can measure how much Earth is pulling on you. And so it's actually measuring your mass, taking into account gravity by measuring the force of the planet Earth on your body, solving for mass. My scale here in pounds ignores the whole gravitational acceleration part and just says this is the force that you're experiencing so mass is how much of you there is for me to try and exert a force on to get you moving weight is the total force that's needed
1: right and if i recall what force is mass times acceleration so we derive mass acceleration is is Distance. Nine
0: point eight meters per second squared for the force of gravity.
1: Right, and so that gives us meters, seconds. So boom, we're we're deriving force. What else? What else? What else of the basic measurements of the universe are we able to to derive? I get density,
0: well, right? Uh, so density that is the amount of mass in a volume. So volume is here by distance, you have, yeah. yeah. So here you have kilograms per meter cubed. Pick your units. We have energy to deal with, energy when we look at energy. Um, we're looking at you're taking a mass and it's it has a, a force over a distance. So take your object, move it some distance. It had a mass that had to get moved that distance using a certain force. The units are kilograms, meters squared per second squared. That's energy. It's measured in joules, named right. after the dude.
1: So you literally could derive, you could take all the equations that you work in and mm-hmm. bring them all the way back to those four basic measurements.
0: And and this is part of why physics teachers yell at students or at least get very terse and do things like write cow a lot, which is what I do, when students don't use units. I don't know how many times... I've forgotten equations and like would my way through to the right answer when I was a student because I knew what units I needed to get. And so it's like, throw in the speed of light. That will get me where I need to go. That, that works when you're in some classes. And, and it's because of the units that you can often figure out what you forgot in your equation. Because everything goes back to kilograms, meters, seconds. And then when you start getting into gas laws, you throw in temperature.
1: Wow. And what about like some of the really extreme stuff? I mean, when you think about all of these crazy, you know, calculations about black hole event horizons and decay of radiation and, you know, I mean.
0: It's, it's, it all comes down to the units. And what's kind of awesome is in relativity, there's special units that you can work in depending on what you're doing that put everything in terms of the speed of light, and you define the speed of light as one, and and your math becomes easy.
1: Now, what do you think about the actual counting system? I know this is you know you're not a mathematician, uh, but the fact that, that everything even just comes back to ten, you know, that because it matches the number of digits that we have on our hand, would, you know, would that we have trouble explaining that to the aliens that we run in base ten and
0: that that one's actually a bit problematic because the universe likes to work in natural logs and that is is a completely different set of numbers um, if you've ever seen instead of using log for log using ln and instead of raising something to the power of 10 you use e that's your you're working in in natural logs when you do that it's it's also A lot of times when you're dealing with computational stuff, it all falls out to base 2, base 8, base 16. There's a lot of different ways to do numbers. Base 10 is just one of them. And I think if we want to actually consider communications with other life forms, um, we need to be more fluid in how we think about numbers the way we need to learn to be fluid about how we think about temperatures if we travel a lot.
1: It's interesting and probably just a coincidence that you know we live in a three spatial dimension, one time dimension universe. And then when you think about the measurements, we have three measurements plus time. But you know, that's just me making completely irrational uh, coincidences. So, um, cool. I think we I think we sort of ran through that. That was great, Pamela. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to Astronomy Cast, a nonprofit resource provided by Astrosphere New Media Association, Fraser Kane, and Dr. Pamela Gay. You can find show notes and transcripts for every episode at astronomycast.com. You can email us at info at astronomycast.com, tweet us at astronomycast, like us on Facebook, or circle us on Google. We record our show live on Google, every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern or 2000 Greenwich Mean Time. If you missed the live event, you can always catch up over at CosmoQuest.org. If you enjoy AstronomyCast, why not give us a donation? It helps us pay for bandwidth, transcripts, and show notes. Just click the donate link on the website. All donations are tax-deductible for U.S. residents. You can support the show for free, too. Write a review or recommend us to your friends. Every little bit helps. Click support the show on our website to see some suggestions. To subscribe to this show, point your podcasting software at astronomycast.com podcast.xml or subscribe directly from iTunes. Our music is provided by Travis Searle and the show is edited by Preston Gibson.